Welcome to episode two of All Coin Bus Ladies. I'm Sarah and I have with me Renee. Hi. Corey. Hi there. And Haley. Hi. They have yet to be introduced to the masses, so let's throw them into the wolves, shall we? Renee, tell me about yourself and why you got into crypto. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my name is Renee. Uh, um, I got into crypto pretty much, I think, about a year ago. Um, I was introduced to the space actually in 2010 when my friend told me to buy Bitcoin because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a revolution. It's going to change the world. And I thought he was crazy. And of course, he's not rich and I'm not. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I did a bunch of research and a couple of months prior and I got into, I got into Bitcoin when it was about $23, $2,200. And then I kind of got into Ripple from there. And then that kind of funded all my other, all my other altcoins that I have right now. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about being in this space and, um, hope to change some lives eventually. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And Corey, what about you? Hey, thanks, Sarah. Um, so I got started in crypto um, in, a, in a little bit of a different story. So probably early summer in 2017, I really decided that I wanted to get into investing and I really wanted to look at the different options I had. Um, I started taking a number of courses. I started studying on my own about just the different markets, both you know, main Wall Street penny stocks, cryptocurrencies, and I spent a couple months just educating myself. Um, I have a financial background. I have studied it in school and everything like that, but I really just took the approach of learning everything that I could um, and just taking my time before putting money in. And I'd say it was probably late November when I really jumped into crypto markets and uh, got myself involved. That's awesome. That's a really cool story. We're really happy to have you with us, Corey. And finally, Haley, tell me about yourself and why you got into crypto. Yeah. So uh, my name's Haley. I got into crypto actually um, in the late summer of last year. I work for a brand reputation management company and my boss approached me. Um, he was running a website called coinreviews.io and he knew I liked to write. So he approached me about writing for the site. Um, so I kind of, before I started writing, I wanted to know what I'm writing about. I like to, you know, be educated on what I am producing to the masses and giving, putting out there. Uh, so I kind of threw myself into crypto and learning all about it. I took a bunch of crash courses, um, and I started investing kind of off the bat. I was like, well, if I'm going to write about it, I'm going to invest in it as well. So I started just buying some major coins, just very slow, um, and then kind of later last year, I'm, I started getting into some altcoins as well. Um, so yeah, it was kind of partially due to work. And now it's kind of turned from work into more into a hobby that I really, really enjoy. Awesome. I absolutely love the variety of our backgrounds and how we all got into it. Um, I've made the video on our Altcoin Buzz Ladies YouTube channel, which you guys should follow. Um, about my top five altcoin choices. Um, what do you, Corey, for example, think about your favorite coin for this week and what is it? Or a token maybe? Yeah, um, my favorite coin this week, and I think I don't even want to restrict it to this week. My favorite coin right now is Quantstamp. Um, 
I just with my background and, you know, in my actual professional career, I really appreciate um, just companies helping with the diligence and the ability to have a project out there that's trying to audit and secure some of these safe, smart contracts. And I just, as far as investing, if I am looking at certain projects and they're reaching out to Quantstamp and having them come in and review their smart contracts, it's just a level of assurance more that I have just knowing that I can trust that project. And I really, I really like it. And I think Quantstamp this week, um, we're starting to see it rebound. So I'm happy. Yeah, totally agree. The trust in a project is very important to have in, in yourself. Um, Renee, what about yourself? What's your coin or a token of this week? Um, my coin would definitely have to be Litecoin. Um, I'm, I think I'm heavily invested in Litecoin. It's probably one of my higher percentages in, in, in my portfolio right now. Um, I, I really, I really believe in, in, in the mass adoption of Litecoin. I think it's one of the fastest, it's a fast, uh, actually way to, to get into different different altcoins. It's one of my favorite altcoins, actually. Um, the adoption of LightPay is going to be huge. Um, I think it's probably one of the quickest ways to get fiat into, into um, crypto and kind of use it on the exchanges. And the mass adoption of using it outside of exchanges is probably one of my biggest, biggest reasons for backing this project. I totally agree, and I'm sure there's loads of people absolutely agreeing with you. And um, Haley, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm 100% with you on Litecoin. I really much enjoy it. Um, I see it. I like the fact that you know the low fees compared to Bitcoin and all the fees associated with Bitcoin make it not um, not as usable as Litecoin. But my coin of choice, I love Steam. I've always been a huge Steam. A fan. Again, I'm a writer. So I started using the Steemit platform back when I first started with crypto. And I just like the fact that the coin has a lot of utility to it. And it's not just a coin that can be traded, but actually has useful purpose when it comes to curation and rewarding. Uh, I love the fact that I can get on Steam and post my thoughts and engage with other users and, you know, and build up a cryptocurrency in the process. Uh, I've watched Steam really explode over the last uh, six months. When I first started on Steamit, Steam was worth basically nothing. And I've seen it go upwards to close to $8 at one point. So um, it's a really cool coin. It's great for people like me who love to write and love to share their thoughts on, um, on social platforms. Absolutely great choices, all of us, I think. And hopefully they all do well as the market is in an upward trend right now. But we've all been there at the beginning where we all start investing. Personally, I had major issues of knowing what to do once I got my Bitcoin, Litecoin or Ethereum from Coinbase because that was quite an easy step in my opinion. And then I had to spend some time to research on how to actually approach this topic, how to expand my portfolio, the whole exchanges. It was really, really confusing to me at the start. And um, Renny, do you think that there is enough information for newbies to make sound investment decisions? Um, initially, when I first got into the space, I, I, I think that there is enough information. It's just about knowing where to look for the information. I think it's probably one of the biggest issues that, I mean, everybody has their own opinion and there's a lot of quote unquote experts out there um, trying to give their opinions on, on what is or what is to be done. Um, I think when you have 
when you have information and you can kind of put it all into one area or into one to one video or article, it makes it better for newbies to get into the space and kind of kind of walks them through the steps of, you know, obtaining Bitcoin or obtaining other coins, which is anything that is not Bitcoin, and, and kind of just walking them through the steps and in, in expanding their portfolio. Because quite frankly, like when anybody talks about cryptocurrency, all they all they think of is Bitcoin. I mean, they don't they don't really know about, you know, Litecoin and Ripple and and all these other all these other assets that are out there to kind of expand their portfolio. So, I mean, I think there is information out there. I just I just think it's a little bit convoluted and kind of widespread and not necessarily on one platform. Awesome. What about you, Corey? So I actually think it's kind of, you know, coming off of what Renee just said, but I think there's, there's a lot of information out there. I think the issue is understanding which of it is good information and which of it is bad information. Um, I think coupling with that, one of the issues I've seen and I just continue to witness is how much time people are willing to invest in the research they're doing for certain coins or tokens. And if you couple those things together, just not knowing whether you're reading information that is good or bad and you're not willing to give that much time to actually do the research, look through all of the sources that you have at your fingertips and you know, step back and critically think about what you're looking at. I think that's where you find issues in just trying to sort through what you have at your fingertips. Um, you know, generally I'll, I'll take my time and I'll spend a couple hours researching a project before I even know whether I feel comfortable to invest in it or not. And I'm just, it's something that I think as we pull back and we've seen a bearish, a more bearish market, I know things are starting to turn. I just think that that's really important for people to start looking at and considering is just, spending a little more time in the information that they have to be able they be able to better determine whether it is good or bad. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I totally agree with it. I think that a lot of people doesn't do the research and they just tend to FOMO into it. And especially with newbies, they are quicker to FOMO into something or just sell at losses. Do you think um, my assumption is correct? I do. I, I actually... Um, one of the topics I think I, I, I tried to address it in one of my, my first video, but I, um, I actually think it goes slightly beyond FOMO. I almost think that there's a desperate need that people are feeling right now to be a part of this market. Um, you know, you look back at the stock market in the 90s and you hear people say, I wish I jumped in. I wish I'd been a part of it. And I feel as people turn into this cryptocurrency world, there's a desperation to just be in quick and I think it's time just to say, you know, feel comfortable stepping back and sitting on the sidelines, feel comfortable giving yourself a little extra time to do the research and watch the market. And when you understand it and you understand why you like a coin or a token or a project, that's when you should be trying to get into investing. You're still going to be early. You're still going to be a part of this new world of cryptocurrency, but you're going to have a better base in which you enter into it. And I think that that's just something that people just should take time and, you know, consider where they're at on that. I fully agree. Haley, what's your point on that? Yeah, going back to if, you know, there's enough out there and sorting through stuff. Coming from somebody who had, you know, back six, eight months ago, no clue about this market, this industry. 
I didn't have much of a technical background. Again, I'm, you know, I like words. I don't really like numbers. So um, for me, it was sorting through the information and processing the information and finding sites that were, were able to break down information into lamest terms so everyday people could understand it. And I enjoy that aspect of it because when people come to me and ask me about, should I invest? Should I not invest? Or what is this? Or what is that? I mean, it's a lot easier to explain to them in lamest terms what it is. If you try to get too technical with them, you're going to lose their interest. And then it's just going to be, you know, then they're going to never, they're going to see Bitcoin and the crypto market is just something that they're just, it's just way above them or too advanced for them. And I get that response a lot. Like, oh, well, that's too complicated for me. And it's really not. It's just finding the right way to interpret the information and read through the information and sort through the information. And then going back to um, the newbies and the FOMO stuff, I think once you have a basis for it, I, I think it's cool to just go in first and just, you know, buy up, the, buy some major coins, sit on those for a little while, see what happens, watch the volatility and understand the market. And that's what I did. It took me a few months to really comprehend the market. And, you know, you saw that major, major jump towards the end of the year and, you know, and now sitting through this correction and um, through January, it's been nice as a newer crypto person to see the correction and to go through the full cycle uh, because then you fully understand it and you understand, you know, how to properly invest. And when it comes to how much to invest, and again, it goes back to never investing more than you're willing to lose. And that's a prime example is being able to see this January correction, you know, some people were sweating hard. I was over here, you know, you know, I was sad that it was down, but I wasn't sweating that hard because I also knew when I went into it, I was very, very cautious, very reserved. And I guess that's, you know, my whole thing is you can kind of have both. You don't have to have FOMO and you don't always have to sit tight for so long that you miss out. I think there's a happy medium that exists as far as being able to get in little by little. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just investing a little bit and playing around with it until you understand what you're doing. And again, I 100% agree. Do your research on your projects. I mean, you never want to get involved with a scammy ICO or get involved with any project that you just don't believe has a long-term future because uh, then you're just, you know, looking to get involved. You know, when you get involved with a bad project, you're going to end up eventually, no matter what, losing money in the end. It's never going to end up positive in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. And you've actually mentioned something very important. We've been recently through, uh, we had a bull run, then we had an absolutely bearish market where a lot of people were confused and struggling with what's actually happening. Do you guys actually believe in whales? And do you think that it's them controlling the market trends and the prices of the coins? What do you think about it, Corey? So I think that there is definitely an impact from whales. Um, whether this correction was a result of whales, I wouldn't necessarily correlate those two. I'd say, you know, until there's mass adoption, while this market is as small as it is, you're going to see whales having an ability to, you know, have an impact on prices. And I think um, as long as Again, going back to it, as long as there's an ability to understand that investors and newbies are getting in before they're doing their research, they're using YouTube and other media platforms to get their investment advice, the whales can watch those too. And it, you better believe that they are watching those videos and 
listening to those types of informational broadcasts. And, you know, as long as they can know where newbies will be investing, they can manipulate that platform. Um, I totally agree with it. What's your point on it, Renee? Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of 50, 50 on, on, on whales. I, I mean, I think they do have some sort of impact. I mean, with regards to the, to the last market uptrend, um, in 2017, towards the end of the year, I really, I really believe that that was due to a lot of FOMO. Um, actually, um, a lot of newbies trying to get in cause they were like, Oh my God, Bitcoin is going up so much. I need to get into this space. And it, it, it was kind of based on that. And we are now seeing, um, uh, a cause for that correction right now. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, whales have a tendency to kind of come into the market and, and, and target, um, lower cap sizes, altcoins and kind of pump and, and dump with, you know, with, with regards to how much money they have. But, um, I think with regards to, to, to 2017 towards the end of the year, that was due to a lot of FOMO. I think it's up to the newbies to kind of detect when there's, there's a whale in the market and, and there are, there are whales and there are bearish whales as well. The, there are whales that, that come in and sell off, a a huge amount of their assets just so that they can buy back in at, at, a, at a very low price. So I, I think it's up to the newbies to kind of be set steadfast in their investments, be set in the projects that they're investing in and just hold long-term and kind of don't watch the, the uptrend or the downturn. And we would read the benefits towards the end, towards the end of all of this. I totally agree. We had so many FOMO, so many thoughts going on around recently and the fact that the cryptocurrency market is home to many different scams, uh, including pump and dump groups, just like you mentioned. I mean, pump and dump operations operate in a relatively straightforward manner. These scams typically involve artificially inflating the price of a less popular token through the dissemination of false news in attempt to hype or pump it. Do you guys uh, think that Wells use this strategy uh, that we've that we've discussed previously, or is it just pump and dump like an asset of choice for the current market situation? What's your point on it, Haley? I don't know. I think that the pump and dump thing until the crypto world gets away from that, it's it's going to lose its validity it people are going to it's going to be a hard time for newbies to want to enter into the market because you know it's going to have this perception about it that you know oh it's such a volatile market the volatility in people i mean coming from somebody who you know has tried to get my husband involved and i have yet to get him on on board with crypto um until we can until it becomes you know much more um until the scam aspect of it kind of leaves the surface, that's going to be what hinders it and holds it back. Um, there's still this perception that crypto is a scam and crypto, you'll, you know, is not something that's going to be around. It'll be zero next week. And so it goes back to that pump and dump philosophy and that mindset that, yes, whales can pump and dump and totally manipulate the market to the point that outsiders do not want to enter into a market that is so volatile, so up and down, so, you know, where you can have it all one day and it can be gone the next because, you know, they're selling off everything. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I do think they do use this strategy. And I think 
until we can get rid of this strategy, until we can start, you know, verif- until we can really start to verify sources and stop reporting, you know, opinion pieces. And I work for, I mean, I work for a coin review website. We review every coin. We try to be as unbiased as possible because we don't want that, uh, that mindset. We don't want readers to come and see that, oh, we're just trying to pump and dump a coin because we are not. And that is something we do not stand by at all is that mindset. And um, yeah, I think whales pumping and dumping is something that's really, you know, having an impact on the market, having an impact on newbies wanting to enter into the space. Um, It just, it makes the market become much more scammy and less, uh, less truthful and less reliable. I absolutely agree with that. Um, Corey, do you, what's your take on pump and dumps then? Do you have any opinion about them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of while I was listening to Haley, one thing I was reminded of is, you know, when I was taking that time before, when I got interested in investing and when I decided to finally come into cryptocurrency, I studied a lot on penny stocking. And I think for those who are more familiar with the current, um, I guess, more widely known stock exchanges, I, I would liken the volatility, I would liken the trends that you're seeing here to the penny stock market. Um, you see in the penny stocks this pump and dump scheme and you see the manipulation. And it's just a different type of investing when you're looking at penny stocks. You're looking at playing that manipulation for your own betterment to make money. And I think until we just have a larger audience, until we have a larger uh, market cap in the cryptocurrency sphere. Unfortunately, we're just in such a small market right now that these whales have the ability to do similar things and make it such a volatile market. And I just think that it's it's a waiting game. And when you get into the larger market caps, when we get um, enough investment that the whales are kind of washed out and, you know, $100 million in or out doesn't make, move the needle that much, then I think you're going to see some of these scams start to filter out and there's going to be just a more stock exchange-like market that gets away from the similarities of the penny stock market. Yeah, fully agree. Um, So we recently had some apparent reasons of the possible drop courses, which is currently finished. Is that correct? Sunday, I think it was end of it, of Chinese New Year. And we were, I at least wasn't sure what that was going to happen, that it was an annual appearance, a clear pattern in the past few years. And um, that made me question a few things. And one of them was that, is January a good time to invest or we should rather stay away from it? Um, Renee, what's your take on it? Um, um, seeing, just looking at the, the market and looking at the trends for the past couple of years with regards to the Chinese New Year, um, I honestly believe that January is probably the better time to get into the market, mainly because the, I mean, these are, these are huge dips. I mean, you, you can get into a position in a very strong way and, I, I, I believe that a lot of people that came into the market in like November, December, and they, they get into January and they, they see their portfolio down 30, 40, 50% are like, oh my God, I should have waited until January. I mean, which which I guess it makes sense. But if you're into this market, then you're just in for like a get rich quick thing. Um, then I don't believe that you've done enough research or you've watched 
you've 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 researched enough to know that this happens pretty much every year. Like every single chart that you could look at literally shows this trend. And I think that January is a good time to reposition if you're already in the market. And if you're actually looking at the market to get into, January is probably the better time for you as a newbie to get into it because you're you can get into coins or tokens at very good positions, in my opinion. Um, I I really don't play into the FUD of, of the internet, quite frankly. I'm in this for the tech, not necessarily for the wealth, because if you think about it, there is space for all of us to make money in this in this market. There is space for that. It's just a matter of do you have enough patience to wait it out? And do you have enough patience in the project that you invest in to kind of see where it goes and see where the team takes takes it? Um, it's 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 kind of up in the air from there, and it's based on your decision, you know. Yeah, I fully agree. We some people are in it just for the money. Some people are for in the tech. I am personally in between both of them, uh, but there's a lot of people who are in it just for their Lambos. I mean, it's quite a popular meme and joke around on Twitter. But um, going back to the Chinese New Year, seeing seeing as you said, Renny, that that is an annual event. Can the market be resilient in the future, Corey? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, January just generally, as far as investing going, tends to be more bearish. Um, you typically see uh, money pulling back in markets in January. And I think, you know, people give a lot of credit to the Chinese New Year. And I, I don't want to say that I don't see the correlation there. I definitely think, you know, with the Asian markets, there's definitely something to be said for that fact coming up. But I also think that it's just the timing. You have the overlap following the Christmas, the Christmas time of year or the, the holiday time of year in late December and early January where a lot of people are spending money. And, you know, when do your credit cards bills come? They come about a month later. And so you start seeing people taking out money to cover their finances for the month before. And if you look at that, you're seeing January as a time when people are being more conservative and they're pulling their money back. Um, I'd almost say I'm of the personal belief that the holiday season of December, November in some countries and January is being more indicative of the, the, the conservative investing you see in January. Um, although I do believe that there is some pre um, conservatism that comes out of the Chinese New Year. And it's just that overlap. I think that, you know, this time of year, you're going to see those pullbacks. And like Renee said, I think if you know that it's coming and you're ready for it, I think you can plan into it and you can really make some great investment strategy decisions and optimize your position and buy in at that time. That's that's very true. I, I'm one of those people that I wish sort of waited the few months and start investing now. But to be fair, prices are pretty much back down to when I invested. So I am I am not complaining too much. I wasn't too upset with the general drop in the market. But whilst we're talking about markets, I think it's quite good to mention some US stock markets. Um I had this thought and I was thinking whether there is a correlation between both of them. And I'm personally a bit mixed on it. Would you, Haley, like to give me your opinion about it and maybe clarify my own thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm a lot with what Corey just said. I think both the stock market and the crypto market have a huge impact on this post-holiday depression. Um, it's 
it's the, there's just no money being spent in the economy right now because again, people are paying off credit card debt again, you know, here in the U S people are getting ready to file taxes. So they are not looking to spend a great deal of money. Uh, whereas towards quarter four, uh, people spend a lot more money. Uh, they're trying to, especially if they own their own businesses or stuff, you know, spend more money so they can, you know, write off more on their taxes and whatever else offload some money towards the end of the year. So I think, yes, I mean, I think stock market, crypto market, they both involve spending and they both involve, you know, people putting money into the, into the markets. So I just think right now, I mean, we're kind of in, we're, we're in a lull in both a little bit. I also think there's so much, I mean, here in the U S going on, you know, and globally as well. Um, again, I'm with tax season, you're looking at the Olympics. So there's no real media coverage right now on the crypto market or even the economy. I mean, all, here all media is focused on Pyeongchang and the Olympics and gold medals and all of that. So, and I think internationally, I think that's where the attention is focused, especially I could see and, you know, smaller countries with, you know, less media than we have here in the U.S. with all of that being focused there right now. Um, you have here in the U.S., this is midterm election year, uh, which impacts the economy greatly, which impacts the stock market greatly um, with not knowing, you know, what direction this country is heading in with the midterms. Um so I think I think there's a lot of factors that go into, you know, the crypto market, the stock market spending and overall spending here. Um, and even globally, too, I, I do think we're just at a period right now globally. And then as the I mean, we're also fighting inflation here. Um, and that's been a big cause for the stock market drop. And so um, I do. I do believe that not really that there's a correlation or causation, but that there is some, you know, that human behavior operates the same in both markets. And so when I think behavior is down and when behavior, when somebody acts a certain way in one market, it's going to be, especially in large scale stock market versus small scale crypto, you know, it's going to be echoed down. I wouldn't say vice versa, but I definitely think, you know, mass behavior influences like the micro behavior. Well, thanks for clarifying that, Haley. That was absolutely insightful. So does it mean that investors will have to be mindful of this correlation, if there is any? Um, what's your take on that, Corey? Yeah, I think if you're going to be a smart investor, you just have to be aware of you know, all types of markets um, and the atmosphere just around it. And you know, just in the back of my mind, you know, I'm constantly watching the regular stock market to the cryptocurrency markets because you're going to pick up on those trends and you're going to pick up on movements just globally if you're more aware. And so I think it's being an educated and smart investor. That's just something that you should always be look, looking to pay attention to. And potentially it saves you in the future if you're able to catch a trend or a movement before it really impacts your own portfolio. Uh, Renee? Renee, what's your point on it? Um, I, I agree with Corey. It, it, you kind of have to be, if you're an investor, you kind of have to be a well-rounded investor. You, I mean, even if you don't necessarily have money in the stock market, you kind of have to watch the trends there as well. I mean, there are a lot of um, stock market traders that are trickling down into the cryptocurrency market. So, I mean, I guess the kind of the same mindset that they have in the stock market, they bring to the to the crypto market. Um, so. I definitely agree with that. You definitely have to be a well-rounded investor and, and just be 
um, I guess, educated in, in all aspects of trading and, and investing and just knowing when to put your money in and knowing to have patience when there are dips because there will be dips and, and knowing when to, to take your profits. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward with regards to that. Yeah, definitely. So we have spoken about the bit of a US stock market. Um, I'm personally recording from UK, so I follow all the government regulations in here. And we currently don't have anything specific going on. But there are some Chinese and South Korean government crackdowns going down, which also influence the market situation spreading some fat around. Do you guys think we should stop them? We should stop spreading so many information that are actually not true and media should have some sort of a control over the information that's being spread around, even though it's not exactly true or it's just a mixed up word. What's your take on that, Haley? Yeah, I mean, I definitely reiterating what I said kind of earlier, I definitely think that the media plays a big role in the crypto space. Um, even everything from mainstream media to um, just crypto media. Uh, I think we all have a responsibility to distribute news that is not FUD. And um, until we can, again, until we can filter out those FUD producers and those sites that that's their agenda, um, then, you know, the, then the market's going to be really still very volatile. Um and yeah, and I mean, when it comes down to like regulations, everybody has an opinion on crypto and regulating spaces. And we have to be very, very cautious about what we say and how we put our opinion out there because so many people nowadays are an inter are interpreting opinion as fact. And um, especially in regards to when you talk about regulation and governments and, gov you know, governing bodies, uh, it's very, very easy to interpret that as fact uh, with no verification in place. Uh, so I, I agree. I think that we do have a responsibility as investors who are with our own money tied in to ensure that we are distributing news that is, you know, that is unbiased and that is not used to spread any kind of FUD. Um, and I mean, I just I think that, you know, if we can if we can do that and if, and as a, you know, as a group of people move towards that direction, then I think the crypto space will be more welcoming. Um, we'll see more more newbies getting involved, more uh, less volatility, uh, which will help. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we do have a responsibility to not to not uh, share unverified facts and information. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Haley with that. I. I, I honestly believe if if I were to just pay attention to mainstream media, I would definitely not be in this space. Um, I honestly believe that when it comes to mainstream media, I don't really feel like they truly understand um, the fullness of what this this market is or, or what the technology behind it can do. And and so when somebody doesn't fully understand something, obviously they're going to um, kind of push a lot of fear and a lot of um, information that's most times not validated. Um, so I, I really, I really, I really agree with Haley on that one. In that we need to kind of sort of push the tech and kind of push the push the mindset that we're 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 
in this space because we, we believe in the technology and we believe that it's solving real world issues and, and we're not just in it to get rich quick. Because I, I think that's what a lot of people think that this space is. It's just a kind of like a get rich quick scheme. And I, I kind of tell that to, to people around me that this is not what this is. It's if, if, if you believe that we're moving into a technological era then you want to be a part of this revolution because that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the, the 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 mainstream of things that's what we're moving towards technology will be here quicker than you think i mean it's already here look uh, tesla launched a car into space it's 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 huge you know what i mean so um if we kind of just push the tech and push push the belief that we're actually changing lives and affecting change into countries that don't have access to certain things and people that, who don't have access to certain things, then we can get away from the FUD and then we can actually get new investors and get more money into the market and we can push the market cap and be stable, as, as Haley said. Um, yeah, every, all the points that you guys made were absolutely useful and I'm so glad to be a part of our team and to have you all in here. I'm just going to give some conclusions of what we came up to. Thank you to all three of you. Uh, that's Renee, um, Haley, as well as Corey for being a part of it. You all made some brilliant points. And as a conclusion, I'm going to summarize it all. So we need to know where to start before we start investing. Uh, we're going to make videos that might help all the newbies in understanding the market and what decisions to make. Um, we'll be obviously posting them on our YouTube channel, so make sure you go over there and have a look at it. We need to also be able to identify FUD, whales and pump and dumps, and that can be achieved through education and actually researching and using your common sense to see if the all information that you read is actually true. Also, the January time and a bit of the beginning of February was a time of massive drops and people thinking that they should have waited till January to invest all the newbies that joined in December. But I totally disagree with it. I think it's an abs absolute great buying opportunity. Myself, I made some great purchases during that time and I've already made some brilliant profits upon it. I am not trying to say you guys should be buying but I, I'm just trying to explain to it that you should be able to understand what currently is going on in the market and why is it happening, that there are some annual patterns that will influence it and you don't always need to be afraid because you've invested in the first place and there was a reason why you've done it. So if you believe in tech, then you should not be worried because you believed in it. You also have to consider the actual trends in the stock market and learn and pick up the trends that were already there. The stock market's been going on for much longer than cryptocurrency, and it's all, in a way, it's about investing and believing in companies, which in a way can be similar to cryptocurrency market. So just, it's worth giving it a read if you haven't done it yet, researching, looking at some films about them, because there is loads of them. And you have to always remember that media might not understand what the tech is about and they just might be saying whatever based upon their uh, lack of knowledge and there is unfortunately nothing we can do about it but just spread the info around of what we know and spread the knowledge so thank you for having all of you three on here again and thank you for listening guys <laughs>